What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to another episode of the Workprints Gamescast brought to you by theworkprint.com. It's episode ooh, 69, and I'm your host, Rob, being joined by my co host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Hey, not much, not much. Um, it's been it's been a week. It's been video games are happening. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I just as we were getting ready for the pre-show, you had to explain to your son what a micro USB cable was, and <laughs> that that aged me. Um, so thank it's, you okay. to your son for yeah. just coming in, coming up in here and uh, making us feel old. And you know, the funny thing is, is that he has seen this cable before in the past, but yeah, the past probably two years, three years of his life have been dominated by, uh, lightning bolt cables and USB-Cs, right? Yeah. Um, is that, that's what Apple calls there? No, what's the lightning cable? Lightning cable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not lightning bolt. They also had, I think they also had like Thunderbolt at some point, which is like a display port, but yeah, I, I don't think they still use that one. And so, and also it's just a matter of him not wanting to dig through the drawers to find the proper cable. You know, he just wants to come and get the quick answer and get me to do the work for him. But I was thinking about this the other day because I have a drawer full of cables, right? I feel like everybody does. And I was looking at some of them like, I should really just throw these out. I haven't seen... Some of these cable ends, I haven't seen an electronic device use that in 10 years, right? Like, <laughs> I, got, I got some cables in here, and it's like, what if one day I decide I want to charge a DS? <laughs> and it's like, I, you know, I wouldn't I get rid of that. I, I yeah, would see? not get rid of a DS, like uh, the DS, the Vita, um, the 3, 3DS. If I had a Game Boy Advance still, I'd, I'd hold on to all those because <laughs> Game Boy Advances are expensive now. I've looked into it. Um, yeah, I even have an old iPod charger. I, 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 like, I'll always keep one just because you never know when you might come across an old iPod. Some grandma yeah. or, uh, or uncle will come over one day. They'll be like, hey, you have a charger for this? You'll be like, yeah. And you look at it, and you're just like, I have not seen this since the early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. One, what if Zunes come back, and they use the, the same port? Like, I have one. I have a Zune and a Zune charger. That that was a nice device. M- oh, I mean, not- hey, listen. Listen, as far as audio quality is concerned, that was the device, right? Like, it, Apple, it was- the iPod didn't hold a candle to it. But... You know, iTunes had already established itself, and the interface was just better. Yeah. And then, of course, they came out with the iPod Touch, and That's see, now we sound too. now we sound old. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to oh, yeah. put the eight track player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, how about you? How have you been, man? No, I've been good. I've been good. The past week has been mm, a blur. <laughs> I feel like. It's a matter of getting into the flow of taking the kids back to school again, you know, and having my schedule work out so that I, I'm still getting work done and getting them to school and picking them up on time and just trying to uh, manage time in my life again. That it feels like I finally am at a place where I'm back into a flow and I'm going to have the free time that I had last year during the school year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, just getting into the flow itself results in me not playing quite as many games as I wanted to. 
and instead falling into the habit of just playing the same old online battle royales with with the boys and in, in games i've been playing so not a ton new out of me that being said i did get a little bit farther in psychonauts 2 i'm about 70 percent of the way through it nice and i said this last week when we talked about it and i had just started at, i think at that point i was about a third of the way through it is psychonauts 1 just better in every way and i really do think this is in the top three for my game of the year so far, if not my game of the year. What it's doing story-wise is engaging and engrossing me so much more than the first one. And I enjoyed the first one story, but that wasn't necessarily what I was there for. I'm at a point now where, like I said, I'm about two thirds of the way through the game a little bit more. I, It has its hooks in me and it is dragging me to that finish line. It, it, not in the sense of like, oh, I'm dragging myself across, but it is like, pulling at me pulling at me pulling at me and it took a lot for me to show up on this podcast today because i made the mistake of playing another level before i hopped in and started preparing for this and it's like a good episode of a show when you're binging it right yeah i got to end that level something happened and i was like oh i gotta i gotta do the next one i gotta do the next one and this game is continually you know doing that to me and I can't speak highly enough of it so far, and I think I'm probably going to finish it tonight, if not uh, definitely tomorrow. Mostly because there's a game that hasn't arrived yet, but should be arriving soon, that I can't wait to jump into. Um, Nexus? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Deathloop. I'm super excited for Deathloop. Ah, Unfortunately, okay. do not have it yet. I know you're going to talk about it a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. when we get around to me actually letting you say a word, but because I haven't been playing a lot of games, I just kind of want to run through them um besides before i get to that have you played any of psychonauts 2 i know you had started no. a little bit when you were at the hospital but nothing since then uh no nothing since then and i i, I think i have a problem um so over the week this past week uh, i've been trying to figure out my gaming schedule as well with the newborn and i i managed to get i think a decent chunk in um but I keep coming across deals like Newegg. I woke up in the middle of the night uh, <laughs> after I put the baby down. Newegg sent a deal. There was two of them. One was mm -hmm. Life is Strange True Colors for I think like fifteen percent off, like on the day it launched. And I was like, this is th this is a deal. This is like a five a.m. I have to do this. Why wouldn't I? And so I bought that, and I have not I have not turned that on. Um, and I was like, and I looked at how long to beat, and they're like, it's eight, nine hours. You can do this. And I was like, and, and Life is a Strange game. It's like easy, a thousand achievements as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, perfect. Then later in the day, I come across the Slick Deals um, where it's like, hey, um, we have $200 Xbox gift cards uh, <laughs> for $90. And I was like, I'm going to be buying video games. So I can save myself $20. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I have now two hundred dollars loaded up on my Xbox account, um, but like I keep growing this backlog as you'll hear once I start talking about my games played. Um, it is uh, so. What I've been doing is I've been slotting everything into a time period, and I think I'm giving Psychonauts to November. Like as soon as my the second part of my uh, paternity leave starts, uh, that's where I'm just gonna jump in and just be like, "This is my game, Psychonauts two, take me away." Yeah, so I'm doing something similar, except I'm not buying them, is that Game Pass <laughs> keeps releasing games and I keep downloading them and adding them to my console and just building up this you know, back catalog that 
there's no chance I'm going to get to. One of those games that I wanted to try out because you mentioned how long to beat, I looked up and it was only like four or five hours, is Signs of the Sojourner. And I started playing this game. Do you know anything about it? I have no idea, uh, honestly. Okay. So this is a deck building game Ooh. where the battles take place with cards, except they're not battles. They're conversations with other people. So it is a narrative based game with this deck building mechanic where you're trying to match symbol. You're trying to play cards that the other person will hopefully be able to match and keep a streak alive. Like the cards have a symbol on each side of them. So yeah, you're bringing up the video right now. So yeah. when you play a card, you can see that the left symbol has to match with the previous card's right symbol and then so on and so forth, et cetera. Yeah, I that... played this game for about 45 minutes to an hour or so. And it didn't have its hooks quite into me yet, but I was enjoying the art style. I was enjoying the character interactions and, and kind of the personalities of these different people that you're meeting. And then I popped my first achievement. And I look at the achievement, and it's for 56 gamer score. Uh, I don't. It, so, indies are the worst offenders of this. They are. And I feel like it's a cheap tactic to keep you playing. Yep. That instead of having the gamer score end in a five or a zero, which is, you know, for if you have OCD, which is what you want because it just feels right. Instead, they have these gamer scores that end in these, you know, random numbers here in the case of a six. So you have to play it to get the full 1,000. Normally, they're set up that you're not getting your full 1,000. You're not rounding it back off to either a five or a zero till you get all the achievements and get the end one. I hate that. I hate I that so much. For I, the longest time, yeah. my, my, my gamer score has been poisoned because of that. And it I think hasn't been currently is as well because of that. It's it sucks. Yeah. And you try to so, find that one game where you can get an easy four or yep. six. <laughs> yeah. Or, or whatever nine. And I've done that. Yeah. I've like yeah. paid ninety-nine cents to download <laughs> a Windows phone game in the past, back when Windows phones were a thing. And uh, played that in order to get like a four point achievement. I was super annoyed when I saw this achievement popped. It was late at night, so I was like, I'm just gonna stop here anyway. I was laying in bed and I decided to pop up on the Xbox app, mobile app, the achievement list to see kind of, you know, figure out the math and stuff like that. And I see it's a whole bunch of these 56 point achievements and I'm sitting there. And then I was like, well, what's my score right now? Cause I knew it was poisoned already. Yeah. And want to guess what my score ends in now? A zero. It ends in a zero. So I'm deleting that game, not touching it again. You know, maybe I'll play it on a, on a different platform in the future. It's like I said, it hadn't quite sunk its hooks in me. And there's just so many games coming out right now. And granted, I'm only an hour into it. I think the concept is novel. I just don't think that the narrative has a hook that's driving you forward, at least not at the point I was in. There's nothing exciting for me nothing driving me to keep going you know part of it is kind of unraveling more information about your your late mother and you've kind of taken over her role in in this game and you're 
going traveling with this caravan that goes from city to silly city getting goods and selling goods and they want to take your hometown off the caravan route because the store that your mother had just hasn't been stocked lately because she passed and so that's what the basic story is is you going from these towns to town and you'll go to a town you'll have a conversation with somebody and it'll fail just because you haven't had an interaction that allows you to get the cards that you need for that interaction and then at the end of it when you fail it you're allowed to select a card from basically essentially from their deck yeah. And so you can then come back later, use that card, and that, that helps you out and stuff like that. So I think it's a very novel concept. A game that's, you know, f around five hours, according to how long to beat, not gripping you in the first hour is a problem. I, I think there are just too many games out there and too many games coming <laughs> very quickly in this fall release his fall schedule to waste, I shouldn't say waste, to spend any more time in something like this, regardless of whether the achievements end in a five or a zero. It basically rounding out my score and having all these, uh, you know, odd achievement numbers, achievement points to, tied to the achievements, uh, kind of helped me make the decision to be like, you know what? I think it's cool I think the art style is cool but it hasn't gripped me and why invest more time in this it's different than say you know like an Assassin's Creed game yeah for the most part they've had a a reputation of not being engaging and, and engrossing and not gripping you until you know oh 10 hours and it gets good 20 hours and it gets good I will say that the past few that I've played have been very good from the beginning okay yeah but that's also a situation where I know that these games tend to do this. I don't know that this game is going to get better. I didn't look at reviews or anything like that. Like I don't know. I don't know for sure that it is going to get to that point. And honestly, even at this point, I'm even games that I know are supposed to be good. If they haven't gripped me an hour in, two hours in, depending on their scale, then I'm. I just don't have the time for it anymore. I'm, the, I'm actually having that problem with Neo, The World Ends With You. I think it's very cool, and I think the art style is awesome. I think the combat's pretty good, but I just don't have anything pulling me to come back to that game. And knowing it's 40 hours and I'm not drawn to it, it's not the game that I want to play every time I sit down. The same way that Psychonauts 2, in the way, I should say, in the way that Psychonauts 2 is, where I sit down and even if I'm playing something else, I'm still thinking, well, I should be playing Psychonauts too. Like I want to be playing Psychonauts too. Yeah. I'm only playing this because the guys are on, right? Yeah. No, and it's and, I think that feeling sucks, especially with new games, um, because you like like well, thank you're, like luckily in this case it's Game Pass, but uh, right exactly. If you spend if you spend sixty dollars on a game and it's just you don't find that urge to go back to it. Like I always think back to when I was a child. And maybe my tastes were much lesser when I was a kid. But I would want to wake up the next morning and be like, hey, can I get a 20 minutes, 30 minutes of this in before school? Or if I wake up early enough on Saturday morning before anyone's awake, I could probably pay like five or six hours of this. And you know, you just, you just, like, I want that feeling. Uh, I know what being an adult makes it harder, but it always sucks when a game can't hit that as much as you're looking forward to it.
Yeah, and you know that being said, it is on Game Pass. I, I just looked up right now because I was curious. The Metacritic score for this game is a 77 or an 80, depending on what platform you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So if you're at all interested, go ahead and give it a shot. Don't let me turn you off on giving it a shot. Like I said, I do think that it's doing something novel and something interesting. It's just not necessarily for me. Now, the other game I want to talk about really quickly is <laughs> Genshin Impact. I've only been able, it, it's turned into that game where I play like an hour at night before I go to bed. You know, when I'm winding down, just going in, going around the world, exploring it, uh, doing side quests, stuff like that. You had asked me last week, hey, did you put any money into this? I was sitting and watching Monday Night Football. And your finger during accidentally slipped during as commercials. you yelled at the screen. <laughs> during commercials and downtime and halftime, I pulled my phone up. I was like, you know what? I'll just do side quests, things that aren't controller intensive for me that I can manage on the touchscreen of my phone. Then I remember, hey, I have a ton of Google Play money because I do their silly Google mm-hmm. reward surveys. You answer a couple surveys and it gives you reward. I have like 16 bucks, not a ton of money, but I've got money. So I could buy a $10 or $5 starter pack, whatever it is in Genshin Impact, since I haven't put any money into it. And it's coming out of my Google Play balance that I never use. You know, that money just builds and builds and builds. And when I do use it, it's for stuff like this. Did you know that if you created the account and registered the account on a certain platform even if you're playing on other platforms you cannot purchase anything on the other platforms it has to be the original platform that you created the account on what yeah so because i made this account on the playstation 4 or 5 whatever it was i originally made it on the 4 was i originally made it on so i can't i can purchase it on a playstation 5 i can purchase stuff i i haven't yet but I can't on mobile and I can't on PC. And then I looked this up because I was confused as to why, and that's just how it is. I saw some people complaining about how they started on mobile, went over to PC, and how they have to grab their phone every time they want to make a purchase. It makes absolutely zero sense. And I don't understand the logic behind that. The only thing I can imagine is the different marketplaces having kind of weird rules about how much money they take on from purchases and stuff like that. Like I know Sony has this weird thing where if the majority of your players are on Sony, then even if they purchase stuff on other platforms, they still want to cut or something like that. And so I don't know if that has something to do with it, but it's, it's so weird. That being said, I'm still enjoying the game. Still haven't put any money into it. That's so but, weird because it says, mm-hmm. like, I'm looking up, like, a quick FAQ. Like, someone's like, try a different platform to make purchases. I wonder if this is a Sony, like, because you created an account with the PlayStation, you're unable to buy an Android. That's That just sounds broken. That, yeah. It really just sounds weird. Because, like, even things like Fortnite, like, or Destiny, oh, yeah. depending on, like, you could buy it on different platforms. Um, yeah. But you're whatever coins you buy are tied to that specific platform. So if you have like yeah, right. on Nintendo, that won't show up on PlayStation or Xbox. But right. so, you know, you just gotta... Which, is, which would be fine if they did it that way. If you're telling yeah. me that it's only on the mobile, then fine. I'll do all my 
purchasing on the mobile. Exactly. But I don't know. It's it's very strange. Anyway, that wraps up what I've been playing. Bilal, what have you been getting into? Uh, so, like I mentioned, uh, Tales of Arise I had picked up. Uh, I was really excited for it last week. And then what I didn't realize was if you changed your uh, Xbox's console uh, country location to Japan, you could start playing the game a day early. And so I just ended up doing that, uh, and that worked perfectly. I put about seven hours into it, which I'm actually surprised to say, given the baby. Um, yeah. And it's been a, it's been a solid time uh, so far. It's the Tales games have always been very anime, and this feels very adult anime. Uh, if it's uh, the best way to uh, put it, uh, you play as Alfin or, or the Iron Mask, a man who uh, is part of this slave camp in, on this planet of uh, Donna, and th- this planet is ruled by another uh, planet that's right in its like orbit called Rena and the Renans are like this advanced technology society they embed the Danans with um, this little orb in their hands and basically put them to work and all, as they do this work they collect astral energy uh, from um, their slaves and there's five lords spread out, spread across Danan and um, they basically try to get as much astral energy and then fight for who becomes the leader of uh, Rena, and so you play as um, Alfin, as I said, and you you join this resistance, and you uh, you're making way across, uh, you know, across the world to defeat the lords. I've defeated the first lord in the starting area, um, and uh, you know the story is the story is pretty good so far. I, I'm hooked. The characters are great. The side characters uh, make it uh, work well. Uh, the combat's the biggest improvement for a Tales game. Normally before it was like it used to be like heavy. Um it was a three D space but felt more two D ish. Um but this is like kinda of reminds me of more of Devil May Cry. Um you have a nice three D space, you move around, you can dodge out of attacks, uh cast spells. Um for your party members you can set up a gambit system to um like similar to Final Fantasy twelve where you can instruct them like hey if this person's health is at zero, use a life bottle to revive them. Um, or if their health drops below this point, then use this item. And so if you want, you can do that, or you can manually give those commands. Um, it, the game is gorgeous. Um, the world's gorgeous. They have, it feels very well uh, plotted out. I'm playing this on the Series X because in graphics mode, so there's two modes. There's resol- I think there's like resolution a mode which concentrates on the 60 frames per second. There's a graphics mode which allows you to... <laughs> uh, which allows you to, um, you know, play at a higher resolution, but because of... Um, you might get some frame rate dips. And so on Xbox, you have the variable refresh rates with the TVs that do support them. Um, and so with that, it's been a smooth 60. The game looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and... It's been a good time. I've been looking forward to getting back to it for the last couple of days. It's I just didn't expect uh, to be picking up Deathloop as soon as I was. Um, what else do I have to say about this? If you're into RPGs uh, with like a nice combat system, definitely uh, check out Tales of Arise. Um, I, I want to get further into this. Um, it, oh, weird, weird thing. It comes, it comes with three uh versions there's the retail version the deluxe version and the ultimate edition um 
one of the cool things that it does is say you would just buy the base edition of that game. Um, you can always buy the individual DLC from like the Ultimate or Deluxe Edition and make it um, and just make it easier to um, you know, just pick and choose what you want out of it. But with the Deluxe Edition, there comes uh, this kind of like they give you these artifacts that you can enable, which gives you like discounts at stores. It costs one recipe to craft, uh, like uh, like one ingredient. Uh, instead of maybe like th like say you want to make mushroom soup, it costs three mushrooms to make the soup. Um, but with this artifact, it only costs one. You get the experience bump as well. So it's like there are some DLC there to like help elevate you. You don't really need it, but it, it's there. Um, there's some really so, cool stuff with the costumes. Yeah. So I will say yeah. that I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. this game. I probably won't ever play it. You know, but uh, the one thing I have heard is. At, you know, some people actually complaining kind of of the DLC and the mm -hmm. whole not pay to win, but pay to make easier, you know, yeah. aspect to it. And so do you feel like it's a situation where if you weren't that you need or I should, how, should, how, how do I want to this? So Assassin's Creed Origins mm -hmm. felt like it was scaled for you to purchase you know that they made it more of a grind so that you would purchase kind of the assists we'll call them yeah does it feel like whereas they kind of changed that with odyssey and valhalla where it felt more balanced and yeah you could spend money to kind of make things go faster and easier but the game the base game was still an appropriate challenge and not too grindy does this feel where does this game fall on that scale? Do the DLC you don't, purchases feel like you, you don't, need them? You, okay. you don't need them. Um, so it was interesting because I was I bought the retail version and then I found out that Namco Bandai sent out the deluxe version to um, press for um, review. And so I was curious on what exactly that entailed. So I was like, eh, let, me just let me just grab this stuff because there's some costumes in here that actually look pretty neat. Um, so I grabbed that. And uh, they give you these starting weapons, like you know, a lot of times I think last in the last generation you got these pre-order weapons that give you like a small boost in the beginning of the game. So I got maybe like a stronger weapon in the beginning that makes some of the fights go by a little bit quicker. But you still have to dodge and stuff in the in, in the battles. Like if you're not dodging, you're gonna get hit. You're gonna lose yeah. a huge chunk of health. So it, it's it might make things a little bit easier, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's pay to win. Um, though they do have additional DLC um, microtransactions, which are like, hey, five, you want a five level increase? There you go. Um, it, but it, it really doesn't, um, it, it's not like forcing you to buy anything. Uh, I don't think there's a need to uh, if you just want to play it at the game as is. It, I think it's fairly balanced across the board. All right, cool. But yeah, you know, yeah. Huh. I don't know. We'll see. I, I've just been hearing so many good things about this. Yeah. That part of me is. And the things that always happens when I hear great things about a game is like, maybe part of me should just try it. You never know. It might be the one. <laughs> I mean, I would I, have never thought in my past that Persona 4 Golden would be one of my favorite games of all time, just right? based on the type of game that is. I mean, I bought, so, a, I bought a Vita specifically because I how much how many good things I kept hearing about Persona 4 Golden. And, yeah. and really, that's like one of the few... I mean, I played some other stuff on there, but like I keep my Vita. I don't sell my Vita because... Uh, like. I, I was like, this was one of the best experiences of my life, um, yeah. in all honesty. And like, I don't want to give this up ever uh, to anyone. 
Um, so let's get into the next game, and the last game I see you've been playing is Deathloop. Uh, now, I am so crazy excited for this game. Mm -hmm. How long have you played of it? Or how much have you played of it? I've played this game in loops. Um, is the best way to of the way to, to um, put it out there. All right. Well, careful with spoilers here. Try not to talk. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I'm not talking spoilers. I'm talking just frustration yeah. with the PS5 in general. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, you're gonna say this. I I for completely forgot. I was like, oh man, why does he sound like he's? And then I remembered your tweets. And so go ahead. Why don't you yeah. explain the situation you've been getting yourself into? Uh, all right. So that loop you play as Cole. Um, who's a security guard on this island that, uh, the, and the island exists like in this time loop where the day resets and you're trying to break, uh, you're trying to break out of this time loop and you start the game, you're immediately killed by, um, this woman named Juliana who's trying to stop you from breaking this loop. And from the get go, like I'm talking the very first seconds of this game, this game is dripping with style, with substance, with like uh, everything is so well crafted, and I'm just you don't really get this feeling from uh, a game too often. And I was it instantly got its hooks in me, and I was like, I'm in this, and like it has that Arcane Studios feel, like what I that feel of Dishonored. Um, it, you know, if you're a fan of those Dishonored games or Prey. Like Which I am. you're gonna Which you're gonna feel right at home in this instantly. Um, the voice acting is phenomenal. Um, the world uh, how it's crafted is great. Um, the save system not so much because uh, I wish the way it handled saves was a bit better uh, because my PS5 has crashed in multiple different ways um, trying to play this game, especially in its opening hour, uh, to the point where I played the opening hour about four times before I actually was able to get past it because of random crashing. Um, and it, it's not just me in this case, because I, as Rob mentioned, I sent out some tweets earlier and I actually got responses, not from random people that don't even follow me on Twitter, uh, uh, saying the same thing of like, hey, why don't you try this? It's on Bethesda's FAQ on their website uh, for like what you could do to get around it. Other people saying like, I'm on crash number six with the PS5. I'm gonna put it down until it gets patched, and it's frustrating. Like I, I was hoping this might have just been a meep thing, and maybe it was just like a bad install. But it seems like it is. It is an issue on the PS5, but because the game is so good, like I all I want to do is play. I was actually about to stream it before this podcast, but the baby woke up, uh, and so well, I was like, let me just get him down instead. I might actually stream it after, depending on how the night goes. Um, but it, what I did get to, a chance to see was because I got to put replay that opening hour a handful of times, I got to try different things as I went through. And so, like, I found different clues. I found different ways to go about uh, getting to, like, one of the first objectives you have is to get to your flat on the island. And so from there, you get the next story beat. And so... I was like, okay, first time I went from the rooftops off to like the coastline and see like what I can do that way. And then I countered a bunch of enemies and the game, the game like encourages you to go hard. Not like Dishonored where it's like, if you kill a lot of people, you'll get um, a negative rats. impact. Yeah, you get more yeah, rats or more plague. Yeah. yeah. And so in, in this case, it it's like you kill somebody, they kind of like blink out of existence and they, they'll appear the next day during the reset. 
uh, which I thought was really cool. And it's neat because like you can kill somebody and not have to worry about somebody stumbling across their body. And so, <laughs> and so it's like it's like it's like ooh, this is like a different type of stealth. This is like you can go you can go heavy on this. Um, so my question is, do you feel like you have to play this stealth? Can you go loud? You can you can play this however you want. Uh, I. I like one the first runs I did I did it all stealth um and that was fine and then the second one I was like eh well, let me just shoot these guys see what happens and I was like oh it, um the down one of the downsides of going loud is like they can set they have like walkie talkies or radios oh, that they so can like, set off alarms in, essentially yeah yeah and so they can call in for more backup so you might have more uh, more people on your hand uh, on your hands to deal with but in this case I would just take them out so quickly um but it, yeah, it's you can go loud. You can start killing. It, it's it's actually a lot of fun um, that you can do that because sometimes in Dishonored, uh, which was a series where I loved to play stealth as uh, like I would save scum just to make sure I would I didn't kill somebody or, or wasn't caught um, on certain runs of it. And so and so in this case, I'm just I'm just having a lot more fun. Uh, I just it just every time I hit. A crash. It sent me right back to the beginning of the game because I did not get to a point where the game auto saved and I yeah, couldn't manually save either. Yeah. Uh, one of the weird, other weird things. Um, I'm not. Maybe this is just game design, uh, and I haven't spent too much time with it. It's like I could pick up like certain trinkets and stuff, but I can't add those onto my weapons until I I think I leave the area and get to a loadout screen. Um, but there are like different rarity for weapons. There's different rarity for trinkets. Uh, as you move across the map, you pick up. You can come across like documents and stuff, um, as well that like give you hints about like, hey, later in the day a car might be available here, <laughs> so you might want to come back. Um, There's a gate I came across, which was just like, if somebody uses a certain telephone, um, then this gate opens. And so it's just like I'm like I wonder where that telephone is <laughs> and how I can get this gate open. Um, it's it's really cool. Uh, I'm. I can't wait to play more. Uh, um, I if like I said, if we have time after this podcast, I'm gonna dive right into deep into that. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I'm anticipating tomorrow it will be in my mailbox, and hopefully this time next week I'll be able to talk about you know me beating it because it is like I said tonight or tomorrow. Psychonauts two will be done, and then I'm going head first right into that game. I, I, like, and yeah, I was already looking forward to it. I was debating between, you know, playing it on the PS5 or just waiting for it to come to Xbox as part of Game Pass. But then seeing all the positive buzz and reviews. And Those reviews, see- man. <laughs> yeah. And just seeing that it is Arcane at their best, you know, mm-hmm. taking what they learned and developed in Dishonored and in Prey and just elevating it to the next level. Like, that is awesome. I am so, so excited for this game and I cannot wait to play it. Uh, that wraps yeah. up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get right into the news because we have quite a bit. So first thing I want to kick off is the day after we recorded last week's podcast, Sony had their PlayStation Showcase for 2021. We talked about this last week and kind of a little bit about our predictions and what we would see and stuff there. And I said, you know what? This is, they would say like the really big announcements and big surprises for uh, Video Game Awards. What I failed to remember was that they didn't have an E3 presence. This is essentially their E3 conference. Thinking it that way, I should have expected more of what we got. So just to go through it quickly, uh, they showed off 
I'm assuming this is pronounced Chia, which is an open world island adventure game. They announced Grand Theft Auto V for PlayStation 5 and, of course, Xbox Series X was delayed to March 2022. They showed off this weird, well, they teased this Radiohead porting Kid A and Amnesiac to uh, PlayStation 5. The reissued albums are getting a digital ex exhibition. Here's where things started to get really good, in my opinion, is Insomniac Games is making a Wolverine game. I mean, that part last of me was one kinda, was good. That yeah, last part, Wolverine game was amazing. <laughs> part of me, and listen, Insomniac doesn't miss, in my opinion. I stated this maybe the very first episode we had back where Insomniac projects are the ones that get me excited as far as PlayStation first party studios are concerned. I think they are the best acquisition that PlayStation has ever made. I think that they're their best studio. People can argue that maybe a, you know, a certain canine studio is, is better than this one. But in my opinion, Insomniac is the best pure gameplay, pure video game studio that they have. And so, I was kind of bummed out that this is going to be exclusive to PlayStation. I've already stated many times that I have an affinity for the Xbox controller and I prefer playing games on that. However, the fact that Insomniac Games is making it takes some of that disappointment away. I'm just super excited to see what they do in this world. Uh, it's my understanding that it's actually the Miles Morales team is the one that's going to be working on this Wolverine game. So I am super, super excited. That being said, we didn't get a date for it. It's probably, I mean, without a date on it, it's probably going to be 2023 at the earliest, 2024. My guess is 2024 because, well, we'll get to why. I think it will be 2024. The next thing you showed off was God of War Ragnarok. They actually finally confirmed that that is the full title of the game. They showed off a decent chunk of in-game footage. It was probably like a minute and a half, two minutes or so, right? You see Kratos, you see Atreus, and he's slightly older, older. now. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's no longer a boy. <laughs> and they also showed off Tyr. We got a tease at Thor, like introducing all these new characters. And then later on, there was actually an article and an interview where they talked about we they can't they're saying that they can't call it Ragnarok without Ragnarok actually happening, right? And so this game is actually going to be the end of their Norse mythology in God of War. And so they're not going the route of doing a trilogy as they've done in the past. Instead, just seems like going to complete their Norse story within these uh, two titles, which is really exciting. Probably the best news that could have came out of that for me. While I loved the first one and would love to continue playing these games over and over, it's nice that we'll actually get some closure to this story and not be left just on a you know, cliffhanger at the end of this, the same way we kind of were at the end of the last one. That being said, the body count's got to be way higher in this one, if that's <laughs> the case, considering that the last game, we really only had just like one boss, right? Uh, it mean, wasn't like previous God of War. I mean, yes, there were some, but it wasn't like previous God of War games where you're killing three, four, five gods a game, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would like... Maybe if Kratos, you know, he learned, then he could um, just go kumbaya with everyone else on this. Just like maybe, maybe we all just talk about this and not kill each other. 
and it's just, you know, a, a very mellow, maybe Thanksgiving dinner type energy um, for Ragnarok. Okay, well, uh, let me tell you about a game called Signs of the Shoulder, if that's what you're <laughs> looking for, is some mellow... All right, next bit of news. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End and Lost Legacy will be remastered for PlayStation 5 and PC. That collection is due out in early 2022. They also showed that Gran Turismo 7 is launching this spring. That is delayed. We were expecting it to release this year, right? And it just continues to show that Sony doesn't have a big title for this fall. I mean, Deathloop seems to be as early as it is, the big title. Now, we can argue about whether or not Death Stranding, Director's Cut, or whatever it is, can be considered a, a big title for the fall. But again, COVID delaying games and, you know, Sony uh, just not having anything to actually release, which I think makes the timing of this whole showcase so smart and so important. I had talked about it before, how Sony was kind of, losing the battle of um, the zeitgeist as far as the holidays were concerned because there wasn't going to be a lot to talk about and get excited for on Sony's end. And whether or not that hurts their business or not, considering that they're still sold out of PlayStation 5s everywhere, as far as hype was concerned, they were going to be left in the dust. Now, releasing the showcase with the amount of announcements that they had kind of alleviates some of that, right? Because people can then say, hey, yeah, there's nothing right now, but you can still buy it this holiday because these are coming soon or these are coming at some point because a lot of these did not have uh, release dates. Something that did have a release date, although just a release year, was another game by Insomniac, this time Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which is coming in 2023 just to PlayStation 5. They also showed off that Venom's going to be in it. There was a a voiceover narrator that I think most people think is Craven. I think it's Craven. Yeah, I thought it was seems Craven like it's Craven. as well. And then it, but, and the trailer ends on Venom, and I was like, huh? Ends on Venom. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The, that, if I'm not mistaken, that first game ended with a teaser for Venom, right? I'm not crazy. I thought wasn't it part of for the, Green or Greener Hobgoblin? Because wasn't it with... Um... Yeah, so, so that game has a lot of what is it like text messages and stuff that you read yeah. throughout and it's there's an underlying story about what happened to harry like where is harry mm -hmm. harry's supposed to be gone and then that that first one spoilers for a game that's multiple years old at this point that first game ends yes with uh um oh, what's the green goblin's first name uh, norman norman thank you norman osborne in this like secret lab and stuff like that talking to somebody about getting them better and then it's very clear that he's talking to Harry. And then, if I'm not mistaken, a symbiote-like goo hits the glass case that he's encased in. And so... You may be right. It's been a while since I've seen that trailer. Right. So, I mean, my assumption, or my assumption was always that we were going to get Venom in this next game. It's cool that they've confirmed that we are getting... Peter and Miles, I assume you'll play it as both, which also makes Spider-Man 2 such a great title, right? Because you're getting two Spider-Men in that game as well. So it's a nice yeah. little double play there. I can't believe, and they announced this for 2023, which is why I think Wolverine will be 2024. Although they are, you know, different teams yeah, working on this. They just released Miles Morales. They just released Ratchet and Clank. 
these games need time. Even if they had started pre-production on Wolverine as soon as Miles Morales was out, it's still going to need time, right? I so mean, yeah, I mean, it, Wolverine is an, an announcement teaser. So I mean, it's right. just that's an announcement. It's not in development. Yeah. Like I'd be shocked. Like I wouldn't expect anything to be shown for Wolverine until 2023, uh, at the earliest. Like, don't go into E3 expecting to see Wolverine. I think you'll see Spider Man, but I don't think you'll see um, Wolverine next year. Uh, there was Shift Up's Project Eve. They also showed off. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just giving you a little. Yeah. And they so definitely I know how to make. The agency is definitely know how to keep outdated women design in video yeah. games. It's funny because it reminds me very much of, say, like a Bayonetta design. Yeah. Right. Uh, they also showed off more of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, that game is coming out October 26th. I'm excited about it. That was a better trailer. That game looked a lot better. Uh, I don't know if it was just if there's actually any improvements um, happening there, I, but it looked a lot I, I just think nicer. We're also now used to, after seeing Star Lord. two or three trailers, <laughs> we're used to the art direction they've gone in and the and the, yeah. how the characters themselves actually look and how different they look than, say, what the MCU counterparts, which isn't a problem for me, but they also look different than the comic book uh, counterparts for the most part as well. It's their own unique take, which is, which is cool, and I think part of that is we are now used to that look. Uh, the Gearbox also showed off some gameplay of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is out in March. We already knew about this game, but this is the most gameplay. It might be the only gameplay that we've <laughs> actually seen to date on this game. Looks like gotta no Borderlands. <laughs> uh, I gotta say uh, the reason for guns in it is um, really well done. It, it's just like, why not have guns in, yeah. in D&D? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, major announcement, which I think probably caught, is the one that caught most people off guard, is... Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is coming and it's coming exclusively to PS5 and PC at launch. Uh, the, the wording on that does seem like it is a timed exclusive and it's, it is, to, yeah, yeah, it is Xbox timed exclusive. later on down the road. But uh, everything on here, if you told me I had to ask, I had to guess everything they were going to show and told me that, hey, this is like the equivalent of their E3. I probably could have guessed most of these things outside of Wolverine, because how would I have even come close? And this one, I would have never thought in a million years that this announcement would have happened at this day. Um, I thought the whole showcase as a whole was very, very high quality, is very exciting, But also, like, really safe. Yes. You know? I mean, yeah. we saw a lot of games that are what you see in, in Sony Stable, right? I, you, we're seeing a lot of story-driven, narrative-driven games. I mean, did they show off anything that was multiplayer-focused? Did they show off anything that was, you know, smaller in scale? This was all kind well, this was mostly big-budget titles you know with and and half of them with established big ips right yeah. and so i think it was i would i would take something like this all, all the time if i could honestly hmm. right 
I just wish I had saw something. I wish I had seen a little bit more variety, I guess. Yeah, it, uh, like I think you said it best. It's very safe from mm-hmm. Sony in my. It's like yes, these are stellar games. Like yeah, of course. I'm yeah, gonna play I, all I, of them. I will play them all. Like I, I yeah. day one, I will be there for all of them. I, I will say, Knights of the Old Republic remake was a pleasant surprise because I've tried to play that game. I missed I missed the boat on it when it came out, uh, and I've tried over the years. Um, and it's just, it's dated, you know? It yeah. Has that dated look and feel, even with mods, they can only go so far. Uh, what, I think uh, that game was my do. first Western RPG. Yeah. And, and it's in there in probably my top 10. And, and, like, yeah. and the, the, the thing that annoys me too is it's been so long, like that twist has already been spoiled for me like years ago. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. And, and, it, and, it, and it's like, and it's like one of those twists that like, it just always sits in my mind. It's like, not, like, oh yeah, I forgot somebody spoiled that for me. Like, or that's what happened. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I, mean, I just, I just know that one. <laughs> that game is so good on its own, mm-hmm. but at the time, that twist, like, I mean, this is also yeah. at a time. This was before I started taking things like screenwriting and yeah, you know, script writing and stuff like that in in college. So. Looking back on it, yeah, of course that's the twist, right? Uh, I, I no, now I could guess something like that, but at the time when I played that, I didn't yeah. see it coming at all, and it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, with, with that, like, yeah, with that said, um, uh, like, yeah, nice little Old Republic, a nice surprise. Wolverine, it's nice to see, but like, my fear is, a lot of these Marvel games seem to be exclusive to Sony platforms. And it's just, is is this the deal they made so we get Tom Holland in the MCU? <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. I just feel well, like these games would be better for everybody um, if they're on the platform. I think that's probably how part of it started with Spider Man. Yeah, I can see. That. I, I I get the Spider Man connection. Like but that one makes sense. I think Marvel probably saw, hey, this is what they did with Spider Man. And, and Spider Man sold uh, like Spider Man is like insane sales. Even Miles yeah, Morales sold well, critically <laughs> yeah. critically acclaimed. Like they showed that they could do it, mm-hmm. and they probably went back and said, "Hey, look, we can do it." So, what else? Or maybe Marvel can someone said, "Look, yeah, this was great, fantastic. What other character do you want to take and do something similar? What do you want to take and do? Have a story driven, you know, uh, narrative focused game by the same studio." Right, because that's what I would do if I was Marvel. If I was Marvel and I saw the first Spider-Man and how it came out, how it was received by critics, how much it sold, of course I'd go back to him and be like, "All right, let's Insomniac. What do you want to do next? You want somebody else? Or you want to you, you your pick?" And I would assume they were the ones. And maybe I'm wrong, but I would assume Insomniac was the ones like, "Let's just see what we could do with Wolverine." Right. Um. I don't think that we're gonna get all of a sudden all these Marvel games exclusive to. PlayStation necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. If that comes out and is, you know, well regarded and does well, then I think we're going to continue to see other. But it does seem like you're right. It's it's Sony and then it's Square. Yeah. Because right? Square, Crystal Dynamics did Avengers, and we've got the Deus Ex team. Oh, what's their name? They're working Idols on Montreal. Yeah, they're working on. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I would like to see more people. Oh, but then we have 2K, right? Is the one who has 
Midnight Suns. That's the name of that game. So, yeah. I mean, we oh, are that, getting, yeah. Yes, yeah, we, are. we are getting yeah. a variety. I think as long as we continue to get quality, I think Crystal Dynamics stumbling a little bit with the Avengers might have pushed us closer to a future where Sony is the only one in their studios, the only ones that are handling Marvel projects. But I do think that if Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, does well, is received well, if Midnight Suns comes out and does well and is received well, I think we'll continue to see them spread the wealth with those licenses. And they'll just go out there and try to find the best partners for the property itself. That being said, I, at some point, I would like to see Microsoft get in the game and see what some of their studios could do with... Give know, the Minecraft property. Dungeons team X-Men and make that Diablo X-Men game. You just want X Men Legends back, except yeah, good because uh, yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three was garbage. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So uh, there's that with the Marvel stuff. Uh, g- great to see Uncharted four uh, coming to PC uh, uh, along with Lost Legacy. More games on PC, even better. And they've done a fairly good job with the PS four uh, ports of some of their games. Um, Gran Turismo seven. Seems like any car enthusiast's wet dream. Uh, I, I like honestly a lot of the stuff that was they showed in that trailer. I was like, I was like, yeah, th- this all looks great. Um, not for me, but I can probably name like thirty people that I follow on Instagram that would just be like, will like recreate their car uh, in that game and just uh, take pictures. <laughs> uh, what else was there? The Radiohead one was really weird. Uh, I'm not sure what they were going for on that. And all right, God of War Ragnarok seems like more God of War reboot, and I don't know how I feel about that because I wasn't as high on that game as everybody else. I like the story. Um, yeah. The gameplay just wasn't clicking for me for that God of War reboot. And All right, listen, we're, we're already an hour in, into this podcast. I really don't have time to spend the next two hours arguing with you about why you're wrong on, on that game. And, <laughs> listen, and questioning listen. how you could be so high on Horizon Zero Dawn and be down on God of War, but that will do off. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, it, it looks like more I'm excited. I'm really excited to see yeah. where that story goes. Um, yeah. Was it, was it Freya? What, what was her name? The woman that helped you in that first game? Odin's wife. Harrod. Yeah, oh. no, I think it is Freya in that first. Is it Freya. One. I mean, yeah. I'm really bad when it comes to remembering the names. Yeah, like when she jumps at uh, Kratos uh, yeah. to try to stop it, I was like, I was like, ooh, uh, I- I'm there for this drama. And then they have Ryan Hurst uh, playing Thor, who was in Sands of- uh, Sons of Anarchy. If you've never seen Sons of Anarchy, this dude is like, this is the dude to play Thor. And so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm really excited uh, for that. I mean, like you said, it- it- it's a solid showcase. It's exactly what I expected out of Sony. Uh, nothing too surprising there. Um, I'm really. I mean, curious. I will say it was much bigger than I thought it was going to be, and more uh, future I, I expected, focused than I, I thought it was going this. to be. But yeah, yeah, I expected this much out of the, uh, Adam because they haven't shown yeah. anything. I'm curious what their future E3s look like, or if they avoid I think E3 in general. I think it's going to continue to be this. I think they're going to continue yeah. doing this, and I think it yeah. makes a ton of sense. Honestly, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice roadmap uh, for yeah. what's coming next. And there'll probably be some nice surprises along the way. Um, yeah, I was absolutely. surprised. I, I think one absence uh, I was a bit shocked by was they didn't show anything of Kenna. I know that game comes out this week or next week, um, and really haven't heard much uh, or seen much from it uh, in some time. So really curious on the state of that. Um, but I guess reviews will uh, drop soon for it, and we'll we'll find out. 
All right, let's get into the rest of the news. I'm going to go through some of these quickly. Battlefield 2042 is delayed to November. It's not going to make its intended release date of October 22nd. Instead, it is going to be delayed until November 19th. Basically, they came out and said, hey, we just little need a little bit more time on this. Um, all right, that's fine. That's you know, fine it's one of those me. things where, again, this fall, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, feels super saturated to me. And so I'm not necessarily in a rush to get this. This is yeah. the one of the two when we're talking about Call of Duty and, and Battlefield that I was more excited to try out as far as the multiplayer is concerned. But it coming uh, another month is fine. I think the one thing that's a bummer is it does put it close to that, what is it, December release date for Halo Infinite oh. and that multiplayer. So I'm just, Speak. I'm, I'm always bad at Battlefield. I feel like everybody's bad at Battlefield, if I'm being honest. I mean, there's just so many players going on. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing, that's the one thing that has, I've always dabbled in Battlefield, but never got heavily invested because for me, it always felt like what I assume real war must feel like is that my individual contribution really isn't much of much. anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Ooh, um, I got this one guy sitting on this cliff side, but we yeah. still lost the match. Yeah. Uh, speaking of delays, Dying Light 2 is delayed to 2022. Once again, they say they need more time to polish and optimize. I forgot that this game was coming out this year. I feel like this game has been coming out for the past six years. And so, hey, you know, they had a date of December. They're only pushing it back two months to February 4th. Again, I'm, I'm totally at the point where I'm like, hey, you need time. Take the time. Yeah. It, it, the game seems ambitious, so I mean, yep. it, with how much can go on and change. So if you need time to nail that, then so be it. Uh, I don't know if I said this earlier in the podcast, but like, you know, before I was saying, you know, a lot of these studios should just take the time they need with COVID and just make sure they get it right when they push it out. Too many of you have done that, and I just need a couple of you to just bomb some games out the door. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't want to buy them. Right. So like that like too, just take all the time. Maybe 2023 I, at this point, I, I don't mind. <laughs> all right. I think the last delay I have on this list is, and you willed this into existence. I, like, I, I did. You I manifested did. this. Last week you talked about the analog pocket and how they were going to delay it. And I feel like it was a day later, two days later. It was the it, next morning. It was. Yeah. So the analog pocket has been delayed again, this time to December. Um, and, you know, their wording was the they're now scheduled to ship in December at the latest. Yeah. COVID, they so, blame COVID restrictions with their assembly partners. I get it. Which is totally, I mean, it's totally yeah. understandable. This, this, more than anything else, is when you're releasing uh, actual hardware product, we've heard yeah. nothing about the shortages in all like materials it's not just yeah. we've the most talked about one is the silicone right yeah. and getting these chips made and stuff like that but i mean lumber's at a premium right now uh i heard refrigerators having, are hard to get yeah just having like actual yeah. employees in factories and having factories open is a struggle during covid Even and so like there's some car car manufacturers are just like they stop making certain cars because they're like yeah well, we can't get the parts for those cars like yeah they've uh, a lot of uh car manufacturers have cut their lineups significantly yeah. and so and getting yeah. rid of their you know lowest selling models and stuff like that and only making the super popular ones 
And here I am complaining about not getting this piece of hardware so I can play old games and not concentrate on my backlog <laughs> of games that only will grow by the time yeah. this comes out. And something that's going to grow my backlog, although it's going to get played as soon as it releases, is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. They announced that Ren and Stimpy are joining the duo. Now, besides them getting announced, there was also kind of a leak on the Nintendo eShop that showed the cover of the game and showed off so many more characters yeah. that are going to be coming. I think we had already talked about how the silhouettes of like Aang and Korra look like they were on there, and it does seem yeah. like they are coming to the game. This game is actually coming October 5th, if uh, I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me right. I've been watching like dev videos of this game and they're showing off wave the, dashing. Yeah, wave dashing, the different what? mechanics, <laughs> the 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 basically how all attacks there's like a neutral and up and a down and how there's this rock paper scissors of like neutral beating up and or yeah, or maybe neutral beating down, down beating up, up beating neutral or something like that. Uh this game looks like it is 100% what you want of a Smash-like game. Yeah. It looks like it's easy to pick up and play and have fun with these silly characters that we all know and love. But if you want to get like down into the weeds of it, there is a ton of depth. And this will I anticipate this having a massive competitive seed. Now, this game could still come out and bomb, right? Become a complete dud. But everything they are saying and showing off leading up to this is right on the money and i am in insanely excited like way too excited for this game after the past week or so because of what they've showed off they know what the community is looking for from the from the smash community specifically they're putting the time and investment in it they even have like i think i saw earlier today they had that one spongebob taunt where like that it's the meme of like having him trying to be a chicken or something yeah uh yeah. like like that taunts in the game for spongebob it's like it's like yeah. they they know they know their community from the nickelodeon standpoint they know what uh, it's uh, the like the deeper technical yeah. uh mechanics like that the fans want are and they're like this game has no right to look this good you yeah know, it does i just wish the animation was better but like at this point I think they even got me past that hump with what they've shown. Well, and I think the animation is 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 kind of upsetting, honestly, when you watch it for the yeah. first time. Is because I think the character models are just a little bit weird. Yeah. Right? It's almost like they tried too hard to make them look like realistic interpretations of those characters. So they're a little bit rounded in the way that, say, Smash Brother characters aren't. And so I, I think the difference being that these characters are coming from cartoons that we know and love versus Smash Brother characters coming from games where they're already 3D modeled for the most part. Yeah. And so it's easier to make that translation. That, uh, that being true. said, I, I am super excited uh, for this game. What I'm less excited for is Fortnite Season 8's Battle Pass. So Fortnite Season 8 is out. They had their big event over the weekend. They showed off the Battle Pass the big skin, in my opinion, on this battle pass is Carnage. We talked about Marvel earlier. Mm. Is Carnage. My understanding is that he's the tier 100 skin, which of course oh, he is. really? So you have uh. to grind all the way to the end to get there. I think the rest of the battle pass is, is awful. And so I will not be purchasing this battle pass. I don't even want to give a lot of talking time to this. Just know Season 8 is out. New battle pass, highlight for me, Carnage is on there. 
go ahead and give it a look yourself if you're if you're that interested. But what is more interesting to me is that the Apple versus Epic lawsuit seems to have come to its conclusion, seems to have come to a head where the judge ruled on the case. The judge actually ruled in Apple's favor on most counts. Epic has to pay Apple back a ton of money. Did it really? One, okay. One, yes. One count and one place where Epic did win is that while the judge refused to say that Apple was a monopoly, did say that it had uh, monopoly-like policies. And what that one policy being not allowing apps to have third-party payments. So that was kind of where the big struggle came when it came to, and what spurred all this with Apple kicking Epic off of the platform was that Epic had put in a, you know, basically a hyperlink to purchase V Bucks through Epic themselves. And not only that, but they made it so that you could purchase the V Bucks for cheaper through Epic because Epic still made more money because they didn't have to pay their cut to Apple that way. And that's what started this whole mess and started all of this. The judge did say that, no, Apple, you have to allow apps to have third-party payment methods on there. You can still have, you know, the Apple payment method and your marketplace that they go through, but you have to allow these third-party. And so part of the fallout for this, it's interesting to see I think this is huge. It's interesting to see if we start seeing apps implementing this across the board, and I think they will. I still think Apple's going to make a ton of money because the reality is Who wants that, to click on that external link? Exactly. People are going to choose convenience Yeah. nine times out of ten, you know? But, but like, so, you, can Im- you can imagine what they'll end up doing is, like, if you click on this link, you'll get 500 more V-Bucks <laughs> for this yeah, bundle. So <laughs> I do wonder. I didn't look enough into this. I do wonder if allowing them to click a link to come out doesn't necessarily mean that you can click a link to come out and undercut Apple. And so I do wonder if they'll just change their policy and say, hey, you can now have these links, but they can't undercut our pricing. Pricing has to match between the two. Um, now, I want I, you know, even if pricing matches, developers will still make more money because they don't lose that cut that would go to Apple. You know, so they don't have to undercut them. And and maybe instead of saying, hey, you get extra of this currency, there is some sort of like in-game bonus. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how this works. Uh, yeah. My understanding is that Epic, Epic has started to apply for their developer license back on the Apple platform in certain countries. So there is a chance that we will see Fortnite coming back to the App Store in the future. All right, nice next bit. See. Next bit of news I want to get into is our Microsoft segment. Windows 10 PCs can now stream console games on the Xbox app. Yeah. The Xbox, listen, the Xbox app on Windows is a fantastic app in my opinion. It's honestly one of the best apps that Windows has. Being able to stream the games now, the cloud games, right there on and on the app itself and not having to go to the web browser, which I constantly had to Google like, or, or Bing, sorry, Microsoft, uh, I had to look up <laughs> how to actually get to that link in the first place. Being able to just have it in the app is, is awesome. And I'm super excited for this. I actually took a look right before we started the podcast at what it looks like. Cause it's the first time I've got to sit down at my desktop since they announced this yesterday. And yeah, it looks great. It, it looks seamless. I, yeah. I'm super excited. It has like the things up top that show 
immediately like, oh, your connection is strong enough, uh, controller detected, and make sure you're all good to go. And so it seems like it's really well implemented, and I will be making a ton of use of, out of this, especially when I'm sitting here waiting for Bilal, who, hey, a little behind the scenes, we're supposed to be here. I'm in here at 830, waiting hey. every day. And Bilal pops in whenever he feels like it, whether it's 8.45, 9 o'clock, and then he pops in, and then he goes and does something else. You would almost think that he's got a newborn or something, right? <laughs> hey, we started on time. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, listen, I, I thought when you came in and you were like, hey, I need to step away for the reason you stepped away, in my mind, I was like, there's no shot we start on time this week, but well, I'm impressed. I, I want to go eat a pizza. I was hungry. <laughs> no, uh, right. no uh, yeah, so... Behind the scenes, we had that startup time is because we have guests and stuff on, and we were trying to figure out all the streaming stuff. It took me a while to get all the video stuff. Um, but when it's like just profit, the two of us, it's already it's already set it, up. It's it's already set up. It's good to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just pretend. I'll just play like a loop next time so Rob thinks I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, just like I'm like upping in all this hard work. <laughs> no, I just need to pop in, get so you have my yeah. Discord, and then just I'll walk away. Yeah. All right, sticking with Xbox and Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass offers new indies, Sable, Skatebird, and more in September. I'm just going to read through this list of games coming to Xbox Game Pass subscribers. Flynn, Son of Crimson is coming September 15th. I Am Fish is coming September 16th. Skatebird, September 16th. I was super excited for Skateboard, uh, Skatebird. I'm going to give this uh, a shot. I think it's actually live already, if I'm not mistaken. But I yeah, saw right. anecdotally. It is, it's live. Yeah, I saw anecdotally some impressions early already on Twitter, and they are not positive. So, Oof. yeah, I, I want to check it out myself, but I no longer have the excitement that I had before. Uh, Superliminal is coming September 16th. Aragami 2, September 17th. Lost World Beyond the Page, September 23rd. Sable is coming September 23rd. Now, Sable is one of the games I played actually on stream on the site. Oh, uh, I yeah. think that art style is very very cool it's the my only problem with that game is that it seemed very uh exploration based which can be a a good thing i think i got a little bit lost now part of that was i was streaming looking at the chat so i think i missed a piece of dialogue to kind of direct me in the direction i wanted to go so i did get a little bit lost but i'm excited to give that another try (laughs) if i ever find a time once again, just downloading games on my console because of Game Pass that who knows if I'll actually get to play. Uh, Subnautica Below Zero is coming September 23rd. Tainted Grail Conquest, September 23rd. Uh, Lemnus Gate coming September 28th. Now, this one's cool. You, you heard of this one? Oh, which one? Uh, Lemnus Gate. We have, we, oh, I think we have a Woken Baby on stream. Oh, no. <laughs> so, little, little, little appearance. Parents. Little co-host, get him a get him a headset and a mic, man. Put him on. Uh, yeah, he's just he's a little sleeping. All right. <laughs> I think we need to do Adorable. <laughs> yes. Somebody woke up. Um, no, no uh, Lemnis Gate, I have not, but I've heard of Aragami Two, which I'm more excited about. <laughs> okay, Lemnis Gate. If I'm not mistaken, is that? Let me just double check, cause I don't want to be wrong on time this. warping, turn-based multiplayer combat strategy FPS. Yeah. Okay. So this is so. Imagine you and I are playing a a one-on-one shooter, right? I go out, you go out, and I kill you, right? Yes. It loops back, and then 
we do it again, except our ghosts of the last playthrough are out there again as well. And okay. they interact with you the same way. So you then are now dealing with that as well. And so there is a, like, I, I, you know, people are, there's some strategy to it and how you position yourself and what you do next and remember everything that came before. I'm excited. It's, it's one of those games where sounds sounds cool, looks cool, but I just can't grasp how it works <laughs> yet. And so that's what I'm most excited about is to try it and see how all that actually works. Okay. Uh, oh, also, I feel I feel like I heard something about this game like a year or two ago. Yes. Yep. Uh, Astria Ascending is coming September 30th. Unsighted coming uh, coming September 30th, and Phoenix Point coming October 1st. Phoenix Point that being that uh, XCOM like I think it's by that XCOM uh, by that studio as well, or by former XCOM employees. I can't remember, but it is one of those XCOM like games um also just to make note is that recently released games are final fantasy 13 nuclear throne the artful escape which i haven't played yet and am also really looking forward to that hope to play that this week and possibly beat it this weekend that is a according to how long to beat a four to five hour game as well and surgeon simulator 2 i just man i need microsoft to hurry up and come out with another storage solution as good as that expansion card is, one terabyte expansion is slowly becoming not enough for me. Well, and so, uh, did you hear that you could kind of use any SSD? Like somebody's been like messing around with it. Uh, I saw yes. it on the forum. Yes. Yeah. So somebody found a way to to basically make a custom connection to an SSD, but also said that it's almost impossible to replicate. Yeah. And so. I just need them, and they had mentioned this at the launch that yes, while Seagate's expansion card is the only solution at launch, we are they are working with other partners to release different form factors and sizes and stuff like that. Which, you know, I think I was a bit down on the solution when I first heard about it, but then actually using it in practice and using that expansion card and just how seamless it is, I. I, I'm I'm all in on that solution versus PlayStation solution, which we're going to talk about right now. PlayStation update adds SSD expansion and much more today that has launched. Yes. So the new update allows you to use uh, that SSD expansion slot that's in there. Good luck. Make sure you read up on what the specific specifications are. They also recommend that you have a heat sink because it does generate a ton of heat and that is an enclosed area that it's in. I was looking at one terabyte SSDs with heat sinks. If you can even find them, because a lot of them are sold out, partly I think in, in anticipation of this, they are like 200. 200 I think two hundred. The the cheapest I saw with a heat sink was like two fifty. Yeah. And so we're looking at, well, yes, in theory these prices should drop because it's not proprietary, right? The connection is used the same thing that you use in a desktop. They are the same price and in many cases more expensive than what Microsoft's offering. And you also, this is the thing that drives me nuts about SSDs, is that by getting more storage, you're not saving money. It, it, most part, the money per terabyte is the same. And I actually saw a situation where jumping from one terabyte to two terabytes, whether it be just because of availability, supply, and demand, actually made it 2.5 times more expensive than the one terabyte. 
and that like, is quadruples the amount of space you actually have uh, compared to the original PS5, which is kind of bonkers because I, I always forget it's not a terabyte in there. It's always Correct. like it's it's yeah. eight something, and most of that yeah. is take, uh, uh, not most of it, but a chunk of that is taken up by the system's OS. Yeah, and so yeah, a two terabyte would more or less quadruple how much storage is there for games. Uh, there's also a couple, if you want to dive into what this update brings, it also does bring in some new features for trophy, ta trophy tracking, highlight recording, and some few other UI improvements. We're not, you know, going to yeah. go And 3D audio that. for TV speakers. Yes. Uh, the big deal, with, and that is a big deal for me, is the 3D audio for TVs, yeah. for, you know, outside speakers, external speakers, besides just the headsets. The big deal, though, is that SSD expansion now available to everyone. Uh, I was actually watching a video from Giant Bomb of Jeff Gersman installing his, and the hardest part for him was taking off that side plate because it does feel like you're going to break that thing with the amount of force yeah. it requires to actually pull it off. Um, but anyway, so we talked about this earlier. Grand Theft Auto V it has been delayed to March 2022. There's been a lot of discourse originally... around... Uh, this announcement during the PlayStation show showcase because people expected the next gen version to look or offer more. And I'm like, what more could you have expected? The PC version of this game has been out for how yes. long? Listen, you, they need to, people need to understand that Grand Theft Auto is just taking the Skyrim approach at this point. You yeah. might, excuse me, you might get a slight up res, but for the most part, that game is what that game is. They can continue repackaging, putting it out and making a killing on it. And it continues to be one of the most popular things in the world. I, I'm not interested in this. Uh, I had my fun in Grand Theft Auto V. I am very much of the mind that I, I'm very much one of the people who enjoyed the campaign quite a bit, but I just haven't found myself engrossed in the Grand Theft Auto Online, which does seem to be the driving factor for that game. I'm, uh, so. I'm looking forward to the next anniversary edition of Grand Theft Auto V release where they add fishing. <laughs> um, I mean, you joke, but that's, that's going to happen. That, that's going to be like, catch a marlin, not under new yachts. Oh. All right, last bit of news we have for this week, and this is, again, kind of a big uh, one. This one pisses me off. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. I agree 100%. So the new Nintendo Switch update enables Bluetooth audio. Now, one thing to know is that this is just purely Bluetooth audio. You can't use a Bluetooth microphone, so using a headset that has a mic as well isn't going to work. But say you're taking this on the plane and you've got your you know, wireless earbuds that you use for your phone, now you can use those for the Switch as well. I used to have to bring my Surface headphones, use them wirelessly on my phone, and then keep my cord with me so that I could use it on the Switch when I was out and about. And not the biggest deal but it was annoying and frustrating now that no longer needs to be done i think the thing that upsets you i'm assuming the thing that upsets me is that this was just a software update meaning yes. that this console had the capability to do this all along for four and years I've, I've been i've been plugging into the top which also is just not it's an awkward position the i bought a dongle over the front of the screen I got a dongle that goes to the bottom and it allows Bluetooth <laughs> for two devices. And I can yeah. use my microphone um, off my AirPods or whatever Bluetooth yep. device. 
in a oh, game. That is the, so that is to say, too, is that yeah. I already have a headset that does plug in, that does work, and I can use the mic. The problem is, is that, like you said, it plugs into the bottom. So if yeah. you're using, like, a stand or something like that, it makes it a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, saw, I saw this tweet, uh, and I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, it really was this simple all along to just turn it on and it works. And apparently there might be some latency issues as well with the audio. Some people said it's been fine for them. Some other folks have said it's been noticeable. But, like, I don't understand what took so long uh, to get this all implemented. Yeah, I... Uh, man. I... Freaking Nintendo. It's the most Nintendo <laughs> thing ever. Uh, it, 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 it really I is. understand... I understand if you're saying, hey, like these Bluetooth headphones aren't going to, like you, we don't allow you to use Bluetooth headphones or whatever, right? Because not for nothing, but Microsoft doesn't let you use any old Bluetooth headset on, on, their, on their console either. But you have to release wireless headsets that are of quality for this console. And you have to have some sort of external party chat system. Like the biggest problem with the Switch isn't that I couldn't use normal Bluetooth headsets on it. It's that I couldn't use any like actual quality directly to console without an adapter headsets. And I still don't have a proper chat feature. Like as great as this is and as convenient as it will, it will be when I do take this on flights and stuff like that, it still doesn't fix the biggest headset related issue, which is that I can't talk to my friends when I'm playing this game on the Switch really, right? Like. I can't play Smash Brothers and talk to my friends without using some sort of external phone app. I know they want to protect the children, but all the children now have children. I, I mean, <laughs> also, like... not for nothing, not for nothing, but my daughter has a profile on the Xbox, right? Yeah. And I've got the parental control set up so that she can't party chat with anybody. Exactly. You know, she's not talking to anybody. And so I don't want to hear this protect the children nonsense anymore. And let's just, you know, call it what it is. And when it comes to online interactions, Nintendo is outdated and behind the times. And, you know, they don't want to invest the infrastructure in what it would take to kind of have that online ecosystem set up properly. And they don't have to because of the part of the market that they've carved out. The reality is, as much as you and I are frustrated by this, my nephews who play on the Switch, like they play Fortnite on the Switch. They have these headsets that plug into the top and Fortnite uses uh, Bivox, I think, for in-game yeah. chat and stuff like that. And they don't have a problem at all. So yes, the vocal minority, the people who honestly, at the end of the day, probably spend the most money on this, on this platform are the ones that are up in arms about it. But the vast majority of people couldn't care less. And as long as that's the case, Nintendo's not gonna care either. You know, Nintendo's not competing with Microsoft or Sony. And, and Nintendo's competing with cell phones. And so, um, you know, there's a reason that Sony and Microsoft continue to up the game when it comes to stuff like 3D audio and things that enhance the player's experience and enhances the online ecosystem so that consumers continue to pour money into that, right? But if you're targeting, you know, young children and, um, and people who aren't going to be you know, whales in these games, right? Aren't going to spend a, a ton of money and then you don't have to invest in this kind of stuff. And so again, I think this is 
great news, but it still feels like a half step. And it also feels like, like you said, it feels like why wasn't this in there from the start if all it was was a software update? Yeah. I like, you think someone just like forgot and then they're just going through like the feedback bucket one day and they're like, well, Bluetooth's never been enabled these past four years. And they're like, well, let's just push this out on a Tuesday night because why not? Uh, you know, it's funny. I saw this news and I was, I had a, I had the reaction of like, oh, that's cool. But also what? Like they should have done that. And now talking about it and kind of ranting a little bit. Now I'm angry at Nintendo <laughs> right now. Like I'm, I'm physically angry right now. It's weird. Games yeah. shouldn't do this, but. Uh, oh, um. Quick another update, really quick. Okay. Uh, for story, uh, Delta Rune uh, from Toby Fox, uh, creator of that one game. I don't really like. What was it called? Yes. Hold on. Don't Undertale. Mm, yes, yeah. Undertale. Yes. Chapter two comes out. Um, I think chapter one came out a long time ago. Chapter two comes yeah, out I think uh, September seventeenth. Okay. Awesome. I I haven't played I haven't played Delta Rune, but I know that my son has, so he'll be mm-hmm. excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I do like Undertale quite a bit. I know you don't like it, but I do like that. I got to that so. final fight, and I was just like, I, I don't have this in me to dodge all this fire, and I <laughs> suck at this. And then I just watched that. See, it's, a fir- it's the first I, game where I was just like, no, I like. I love, I love that kind of stuff, right? It's kind of like why I liked Returnal so much and why it clicked with me. It's because those yeah. shmups like that, where you those bullet hell shmups, you know, where you're dodging and stuff like that, like they just they click for me. All right, well, that wraps up our news and wraps up this podcast. Blah, why don't you go ahead and let people know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me over at Bilal underscore Mion uh, on Twitter and Night Mystic over on Twitch. And you guys can also follow The Workprint uh, at The Workprint on Twitter, uh, Facebook, look for the page there, uh, Instagram, and uh, Twitch. Uh, I'm trying to be i moved over to ps5 and xbox over to my office now and hopefully can get a few streams in baby pending uh this week i really kind of want to play through some death loop and tales of arise um on stream uh for everyone and just kind of show what those games are about so uh very uh happy about that and you guys can always uh, find you know new articles and stuff going up on theworkprint.com. You can also find the podcast available on I- Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify as well. Uh, and then, you know, if you're over on Twitch watching the live stream, be be happy to give uh, uh, us a follow and uh, subscribe if you're enjoying the content. Um, shout out to our friend Brian for uh, gifting a tier one sub today. Yeah, I was actually going to shout him out as well, you know. Uh, it's completely funny. distracting. I'm- yeah, during my Tales of Arise conversation, I, all I just saw was steamy and wet, and I was like, oh, God, what did he say? Yeah, no, I definitely think that, you know, it's hard for us because we do have the chat going on at the same time, and we try to type in the chat while we're doing this podcast to engage with the chat at the same time, but it is hard for us to actually acknowledge it while we're on the podcast, and he's just coming in this chat with some <laughs> absolute nonsense, and I, uh, yeah, so the, you know what? For distracting, the least he could do was gift us up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as always, you can follow me on social media at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Besides that, yeah, just follow this channel. I think that now that the kids are settled back into school and starting 
next week on the days where I don't have court and stuff like that, I think I'll be able to do a lot more uh, like morning, early afternoon streams on the channel and just try to get in stuff here and there when well, I can. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't won't have a set schedule for that kind of stuff, but uh, more reason to make sure you follow and click that uh, notifications button, have your notifications on. Um, when does my son go to school? What age? I mean, five. Well, your son was born. Oh, yeah, five. He'll be really young in his class, but yeah, at five, he'll start oh, kindergarten. Man, that's that's so. You could do preschool. You send him at four, three, four. I think we start sending okay. Aria at three. Uh, to maybe, preschool. Maybe that's what I gotta do, just just for some sake. I I keep telling it's my it. wife. I was like, if you know, if you want to make that big IT money, just let me know, and I'll <laughs> I'll put on that apron. Like you already see me doing it now. I can do it full time. <laughs> no, there's listen. There's a nice little sweet spot right where the kid starts mm. to crawl around and stuff like that and yeah. play with toys. Where bro, you just you you get a playpen. You keep the playpen next to where you're playing, so that if he starts crying or getting upset, you can kind of keep an eye on him and. He's not, he doesn't need you to entertain him at that time. He's entertaining himself. And so you can just get some gaming in on the side, man. Uh, Although be careful because I feel like that's how you end up with little gamer kids like me and you have them begging you to buy Fortnite skins. Listen, he won't know what a credit card is, but it's, it's all right. His dad would just be like, here you go. Here you go. Don't help mom. Your, your, <laughs> grades, are, your grades are good. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh man, the grades are good. The grades are good is like the best thing ever because I, you get you then get to like use it as an excuse like hey you want you want this game that I was probably gonna play anyway and I'll get it yeah. for you and uh, we could play together maybe or yeah. you want like oh I love it man I always I, I mean I also uh, love that my son gets good grades so yeah so I mean that was always the one thing that was drove me nuts my parents were like well if you like they'll be like if you get good grades we'll get this for you and then it'll be like. I got, I, I made honor roll. Where is it? Where is it? Come on, let's, let's go. And then it'd be like three more months and they'll get it. I'll be like, like, you made me wait. One of these days we're going to end this podcast really cleanly, but today's yes. not that day. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much for tuning into the live stream. Those that are here, those listening to the podcast afterwards. Thank you so much. I take way more pride in the audio quality of the podcast and how good I think it sounds than I do in this disaster of a uh, stream. Although <gasps> although I will say that it's mostly a disaster because of me. Bilal does a fantastic job of producing it. So if you are listening just to the podcast, do come give it a, uh, a watch and see just how great of a job he does. I have no idea how he is able to actually talk and do this stuff because as i said earlier i get distracted by the littlest things during uh this show so that was not a knock to you that was not a <laughs> knock to you it's more a knock on myself anyway until next time bye bye